Welcome to Pause, Reflect, and Learn with Katie. Today, we are going to answer two assumptions made by dog owners. I say assumptions because no one ever asks me this question. Instead, it is always posed as a statement. The first is, my dog is spiteful. The second, my dog shows remorse. I just don't understand why she continues to do bad things. Do you think a dog is capable of spiteful behavior? And does your dog show remorse? Well, I'm going to give you the lowdown on these possible canine behaviors when we return. Welcome back. You arrive home from work a couple hours past your normal arrival time and find poop on the floor. Meantime, the dog walker was there late afternoon. The dog normally is able to hold his waist between the end of the dog walk and when you get home. Here's another scenario. Your dog followed you to the door hoping for his daily car ride, but you were running late and had to forego the joy ride that morning. When you returned home, you find the contents of the bathroom garbage and rolls of toilet paper all over the living room. It sure seems like your dog's behavior is spiteful. You swear you heard him giggle a little while you were on your hands and knees cleaning up the mess. Now, it may appear that messes were made out of spite, but honestly, spite is a human behavior. Dogs, however, lack the cognitive capacity to demonstrate vengeful behavior. Instead, you are experiencing anxious behavior. In both cases, the dog's routine was disrupted. In the first case, his dinner may have been late. Maybe the dog did not defecate during the afternoon walk with the dog walker, and it was just merely an accident because he couldn't hold it long enough for his owner's late arrival home. In the second scenario, the daily car ride was canceled because the owner was running late. Again, this change of routine could have caused the dog's stress. But boredom can also be the reason for the destruction done in the bathroom. The dog may very likely have laid around all day with nothing to do and went into the bathroom and found a fun activity. Tearing the garbage apart and throwing toilet paper all over the house was fun. There also could have been a piece of food or other interesting smell in the garbage in which the dog felt that he needed to investigate. I remember one Christmas Eve, actually, I remember twice coming home on Christmas Eve to find our dog Madison had gotten herself into trouble. The first year, she knocked ornaments off the Christmas tree and ate a gingerbread ornament that my aunt made me years earlier, and it was shellacked. The ornament was hanging on the tree all season, yet on Christmas Eve night, she stood on her hind legs and ate the ornament off the tree causing others to fall and break. The next year, she found a bag of chocolate candy in my bedroom again on Christmas Eve. It was tucked away in a bag waiting for me to stuff stockings. And the candies had been there for at least three weeks. Why did she eat the candy that night? Well, she could have been bored and went exploring in my room. It's possible that when I moved the gifts around to bring with me on Christmas Eve, that I inadvertently moved the candy to a spot where she could smell it. I could have also stored it near dog toys that I bought for her, and again, her nose sniffed out the dog toys and then the candy. I'll also add that while she ate half the bag of candy, we were very fortunate that she did not get sick. 
because a friend's dog also ate candy that night and wound up in urgent care. As far as her eating the ornament off the tree, that could have been caused by stress. She hated any time that we prepared for vacation. Loading the car with suitcases caused so much stress for her. She would follow us around. She was just a little Velcro dog when we were going away. So I wonder, did our Christmas Eve routine of loading the car with packages mimic past trips that we took when we were loading up the car with suitcases? And if so, it could have caused her stress that once again, we were going to leave her behind. And of course, boredom also could have sent her exploring our Christmas tree. But how can we avoid these behaviors from happening? Well, first, we should provide plenty of mental and physical exercise on days that we're going to be away from our dogs for a long period of time. Mental exercise could be a stuffed Kong, treat-releasing ball, or toys that the dog enjoys to play with. As far as the bathroom destruction, we should close bathroom and bedroom doors, make sure that food, shoes, and kids' toys are off the ground and safely put away. And while late arrivals home are not always planned, check with the dog walker to ensure the dog did go to the bathroom during their daily walk. And if not, try to get somebody to stop by to give your dog a bathroom break if you're going to arrive home later than normal. So, we have now debunked the rumor that dogs are spiteful. But how about dogs showing remorse? Do you believe that this is possible? Well, canine parents often describe their dog's response to naughty infractions as remorse. But honestly, again, dogs do not show remorse. While scientists acknowledge that dogs do experience different feelings, regret and remorse are not within a dog's range of motion. Rather, when a dog lowers his head, flashes sad eyes, pulls his ear back, lowers his body or hides, it's strictly in response to your emotion or your body language, or as psychologists refer to, appeasement behavior. Verbal communication is not a dog's first tool. They use their bodies, from meaning from their nose to tail, to communicate. And since canines are experts at reading body language and feeling human emotions, your stance, your facial expression, and your tone signals to your dog when you're happy or unhappy. And their response to your unhappy mood causes them discomfort. Think back to the last time there was discord among the humans in your home, not relating to the dog. You likely noticed that this anger caused your pup to try to make himself appear smaller, to leave the room, to bark, or even to get in between family members to stop the conflict. If this is not something you can recall, pay attention to the dog the next time human conflict arises. Even though the anger is not directed toward the dog, the dog is still uncomfortable. She may have tried to slink away or forcefully stop the altercation. My dog, Madison, used to get in between my boys if they had a fight. Either she would grab their pant leg and try to drag the more aggressor of the two away, or she would get in between the boys and sort of give them nudges to try to get them apart. So a client disputed this logic that I just gave you and claimed that many afternoons she would arrive home from work to find her throw pillows from her bed on the floor. And while her dog normally followed her around when she came home, the dog avoided the bedroom. The moment my client entered her bedroom, she noticed the dog would disappear. 
and that was proof enough for her that the dog knew throwing the pillows on the floor was wrong. But remember, she told me the dog often removed pillows from the bed and that this behavior annoyed her. So while she felt that the dog knew what she had, that she had done something wrong and this was the response to the bad behavior, what was actually going on in the dog's head is this, and it's much simpler than what my client thought. One, the owner enters the bedroom. Two, the owner starts yelling. This repeated behavior has now caused the dog to feel slight anxiety entering the room with this person because the person is often angry in that room and the dog doesn't like the behavior. There are certain behaviors that dogs find joy in. It may be chewing shoes in the closet, tearing pillows off the bed, messing with the bathroom garbage, or chewing on kitchen chairs. It's fun for the dog. At no point does the dog look back at the mess he made and think, uh-oh, she's gonna be mad. The thought never enters the dog's mind. Now, every time the owner finds damage in a particular room, they yell at the dog. The repeated negative behavior that takes place in that particular room by the human causes the dog to avoid conflict so they avoid that room when the human comes home. Again, not because the dog engaged in a negative behavior, not because the dog is showing remorse, rather their trepidation is due to the pattern of human behavior. So I'm gonna share a story that haunts me to this moment. It happened years before I began working as a dog trainer or studied canine behavior. Madison was our first dog. In our absence, she occasionally defecated in the house. Each time I returned home and found the mess, I'd ask in an angry voice, what did you do? I'd slam closet doors while removing cleaning supplies and shoot her dirty looks while I cleaned up the mess. So one day when I walked in the door, she dropped to the ground, avoided eye contact, and her ears were pulled back. In response, I automatically assumed something was wrong and asked what she had done and raced through the house looking for an accident. There wasn't a smell or an accident. There was nothing. So I returned back to where she was, hiding, with a happy voice, asking her why she was acting so funny. And she immediately snapped out of the suspect behavior, her tail wagged, and she raced over to greet me. This was not a one-time occurrence. It happened several times. And it wasn't until I began studying canine behavior that I learned my terrible mistake. Madison was not feeling guilty over her bathroom accidents. She was stressed. Stress that was triggered by my past behavior of yelling when I found an accident. In her mind, when I returned home, I was angry. And this never sat well with her. Dogs live in the moment. Therefore, reprimanding them, whether it is a minute later, 10 minutes, an hour, or five hours later, does not teach the dog right from wrong. It simply causes stress for your dog. Fear and stress is not a motivator when teaching your dog proper behavior. If we want to solve negative behavior, including destruction and bathroom issues, it is important that we understand the canine's point of view and teach them in a manner in which they understand. If your dog tears pillows off your bed, then block access to that room whenever you leave the house. 
If the dog is destructive throughout the house, then you should not allow the dog to free roam when you're not home. Instead, crate the dog or give them less freedom to roam around the house by putting them in a smaller space. And this may benefit them. Number one, it'll keep them safe and it'll also prevent you from coming home to all these issues. Additional exercise will also help, as will leaving toys and treats to occupy the dog's time when they're alone. If your dog has accidents only when you're away from home, your dog may suffer from separation anxiety and therefore you may have to hire a dog trainer who specializes in separation anxiety. You may also have to change your dog's feeding time in order to ensure that you aren't away when your dog has to eliminate. Hiring a dog walker may also help with this issue. All right, we paused and learned. It's now time in our podcast to reflect. I found this sentence written by Doggy Playcare. When dogs misbehave in a supposed spiteful manner, they are trying to tell you that they are uncomfortable and out of balance and that they are having a hard time dealing with a change in their environment. And that is the absolute truth. We need to find out what is bothering our dog and we need to fix it. Hiring a dog trainer can help you overcome these issues. Now, as many of you know, ISCDT stands for the International School for Certified Dog Trainers. We are a school for people interested in learning to train dogs. We offer in-person training and online education. So, as we mentioned last week, we're going to provide a question and an answer each week pertaining to the dog training school. The question for this week is, how do you study dog training online? And that's a good question. ISCDT's dog training course consists of 18 lessons. A homework assignment is assigned to each of those 18 lessons and students must complete each homework assignment. Some of them are written, which ensures that students understand the material provided in each lesson. Other assignments are video diaries that students must submit. The video diaries demonstrate your skill as a dog's trainer. ISCDT provides each student with their own personal mentor. The mentor assesses your skill through your homework submission, provides guidance to enhance your skill, and answers any questions you may have even after graduation. Students must have at least one dog to work with, although working with more further enhances your education and knowledge of dog training. All right, now we want to move on to the next segment, which discusses available puppies and dogs for adoption. And this week, we are going to discuss an available dog through Nova Star Rescue, N-O-V-A-S-T-A-R Rescue. Nova Star is a small, predominantly foster-based rescue located in Arkansas. And here's what they said about themselves. We are not breed specific, but our main focus has always been to save, educate, and advocate for pitties. Whether our dogs are rescued from the streets, saved from a shelter, or their owners have surrendered them, we firmly believe that every dog deserves a chance to have a good home where they can be loved and cherished family members. The dog that I noticed this week on their site is Violet. They refer to her as Miss V. She is approximately three months old. She is very sweet and friendly, and so far, she has tested well with cats. 
They are not sure of her breed, but they see a little plot hound. Whatever she is, she is cute. Their adoption coordinator, Candace, is on vacation this week. If you're interested in Miss V, applications will be accepted next week. And so this way, everybody knows this recording was made on July 23rd, 2020. You can check out Miss V and all the other available dogs by visiting the Facebook page, Novastar Rescue. If you are not in the market for a new dog, perhaps you'd be willing to make a donation. These small rescues spend every dime they have to care for their dogs. Their income does not come anywhere near the amount of money they spend. Novastar hosts several fun fundraisers, but will happily accept money donations, food donations, or anything else you're willing to provide for the care of their animals. Well, this is all the time we have for today. Thank you for spending the time with me. We enjoy teaching you to train them. Have a great week.